The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Mind, Body, Spirit, FM podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever had a problem with being around angry people? Makes you anxious, upset, depressed? Have you ever been in a room where people are arguing and all of a sudden you've got a stomach ache? And then you got tired. You didn't know why. If you've ever had physical or emotional problems because you were around people who were, oh, under the weather, aggravated, upset, today's your day because we're going to discuss is this intuitive sickness or mental health problems? In today's world, it's very common to have people talk about mental health or health problems. Or is it intuitive sickness? When does intuition end and mental health and health problems or stress begin? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to really understand what mind-body medicine is. We pay lip service to it. We talk about stress affects our health. But what kind of stress is it? Let's itemize it. That's what medical intuition does. It itemizes stress so we can do something about it. We're going to learn how to balance the brain, body, hormones, neurotransmitters, inflammatory mediators that are underlying medical intuition. Because otherwise, you're going to be sitting under a stressometer, de-stressing yourself, only to go home and re-stress yourself, only go to work and stress yourself again only to go back to the machine or the dance class or whatever to de-stress yourself and then go to expose yourself to this stressful environment. Subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, this form is educational only and not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give a diagnosis, prescribe treatment, do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. If you are in an emergency, please go to your nearest emergency room. A lot of people call me, have called me since 1982 for medical intuitive readings. What is a reading? Knowing only someone's name and age over Zoom now, Skype, Facebook, not Facebook, 
iPhone and then FaceTime. I describe a specific emotional situation or situations in someone's life that I see aggravate their health. And then knowing only someone's name and age over Zoom, Skype, iPhone, I would describe their physical body, head, eyes, ears, neck, thyroid, heart, breast, lungs, every organ system in terms of symptoms. And the way that I see it is every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment. But every illness is aggravated by an emotional, intuitive stressor. This isn't new. You could go to your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician. They'll measure your blood pressure and they'll go, ah, oh, you're stressed, you're stressed. And they're not telling you what kind of stress it is. It's like going to a restaurant, getting a menu, opening the menu and it says food. <laughs> you don't want to know that they have food. You already know they have food. You want to know what kind of food you have because that's what you're going to be paying for. So if you measure your blood pressure and it's up and they go, ah, you're stressed. What kind of stress? Is it my family? Which one? Is it my relationship or money? Is it work? Is it my parents or my kids? Is it the arguments I've been in? Is it the classes I'm taking? Is it the church? Is it my purpose in life or lack thereof? What is it? Because how am I going to be able to fix that stress to de-stress it? And they'll say, well, you know, listen, we can sign you up for stress reduction classes. I love it. Stress reduction classes. That's right. So suppose you hate your job and it's stressful. You go to the class, you come back, you go back to the job and you get stressed again. Only to get, it's like liposuction. This is fabulous. You get the liposuction, they suck up, suck out the lipo, which is fat. And then on the way home, you go to McDonald's to put the fat back in. <laughs> Same thing with stress. If you don't know where the stress comes from, you're just going to go back to the situation where you put it back in. Medical intuition helps itemize it and then gives you a series of solutions on how to skillfully name it, respond effectively, and release it. What it doesn't do, it doesn't give you a diagnosis, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. In fact, 99.99999 repeating decimal of people who call me already know what's wrong with them. Big whoop. I'm not a human CAT scan. That's the thing. That's what I call the positive control. If I can tell you what's different about your life. Oh, I see you sitting at home, sitting at home, eating bonbons, and you're alone. And you look next to the seat next to you on the couch. It's empty. Where are they, you ask yourself. And then the door bangs. And I hear you go, where have you been? And you're annoyed. And you've been eating a lot of bonbons. I look at your head, eyes, ears, neck. I see you saying, where have you been? Where have you been? And they go, nowhere. There was traffic. And you go, uh-uh, uh-uh. There was no traffic. And they go, I'm telling you, there was traffic. No matter what you say, they say no, you say yes. 
I see problems with your jaw. I look at your heart. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall. I look at your esophagus, stomach, mm, abdominal distension, bloating. You have body image issues. You are getting heavier and wider. The person next to you is getting thinner. Ooh, they're losing a lot of weight lately. Going to the gym, I smell aftershave, different hairstyle. Hmm. Really working on the physique. Meanwhile, you seem to be having problems with blood sugar, insulin, and metabolism. No matter what you do, you gain weight. Hmm. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. Huh. Increased bacteria in your bladder. Uterus, left ovaries, right ovaries. Notice I'm not giving any diagnoses. Lower back stiffness, achiness. Moodiness, irritability. Can you please tell me your health concerns? You're right. You're right. I've been gaining weight. And this guy has been losing it. Is he out a lot? Yes, he is. He's coming home later and later. Hmm. You accuse him of anything? I think he's having an affair, but he says no. Really, do people who lie usually admit it? Well, he says he's not. Right. And you believe him. Well, you know, there are a lot of credit card uh, credit card bills that don't make any sense. Right. And, you know, he says if I lost weight, you know, maybe he'd come home earlier. Yeah, that's right. Someone gains weight, that makes them, you know, get stuck in traffic. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. Medical intuition, distress, arguing, eating, weight, erodes her, her self-worth and self-esteem. This increases her chance toward these kinds of problems. Medical intuition ties the emotional pattern to the physical problems. And so I give her solutions on how to get the right help to untangle this rather than keep arguing, 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 and eating the bonbons. So what is intuitive sickness? It's being keyed into a situation. In this situation, she's keyed in to what's going on when he's not stuck in traffic. <laughs> she knows what's going on, and she's getting angrier. She says, I'm right, he's wrong, things should be different. She's sick with her intuition. Or is it mental health? He thinks she's suspicious and neurotic. Well, I love the word mental health, don't you? People go to breast cancer doctors. They go to heart, cardiovascular problem doctors, cardiologists. We call it mental health instead of psychiatry because we don't want people to think we're nuts. And we're not nuts. In the case of medical intuition, it's invalidating, or intuition in as whole, it's invalidating when you get a sense that something going is going wrong, and you ask someone, the wrong person, and you want them to say that your suspicions are correct. If that's correct, you want to go to your nearest jail and ask everybody, do a poll, did they do it? It doesn't make any sense. My point is, 
Intuition is a part of our brain that makes correct decisions. A lot of it's in our right brain and it's associated with the area for bonding. It's associated with the area for divided attention, keying into someone else's feelings. Just because we can key into someone's feelings doesn't mean it's in any of our business. Just because we key into other people's feelings doesn't mean it's our business. Seriously, now. You wouldn't want someone peering into your thoughts all the time, would you? No, you wouldn't. I can't stand it. Someone goes, you're upset, aren't you? No, I'm not. (laughs) You're not supposed to be intuitive. Back up. The thing is that if you're poor, sensitive, very intuitive, you've had a history of trauma, you have a tendency toward ADHD, panic, anxiety, that I had a lot of health problems, you grew up in a chaotic environment growing up, you may have, or you were left-handed, a typical kind of brain style, prone to epilepsy, headaches, a variety of things. You may have more of an intuitive brain and body. May have given you kinds of phobias, twitchiness, anxiety, panic, depression, moodiness, irritability, or things in the mental health field. The key is, it makes it hard for you to maintain stable mental footing when you're around people who are angry, not pleased with your behavior, want something from you that's hard for you to give. You'll tend to carry their disapproval in your body and it will make you sick. You'll tend to carry their anger or their pain in your body, and it will make you sick. That's why today's show is about intuitive sickness or mental health. Somehow we need to learn to keep our intuition like our emotions, which are in the same brain area, to not like weeds overgrow our body and our brain. We need to keep it in healthy balance with our emotions and our thoughts. If we pick up someone's pain, we need to understand that we can be supportive to a point and mindfully observe, describe, allow, but understand that that's part of their person's growth development and we can't carry it for them or we won't be developing the wisdom they need through it. I'm going to repeat that again. For example, the famous Wilma Rudolph, who I think had a form of cerebral palsy, had a weakness in one of her legs. As a result of that weakness, she she ran, she ran, she ran. And I'm sure it was painful for her mother or parents or relatives to watch that poor woman struggle. But it made her so strong, the struggling, that she actually went to the Olympics. So watching someone struggle or in pain may be difficult, but you understand that it's on their path to greatness. If you try to carry their struggle for them and away from them, or carry it and prevent it, you're also preventing the wiring of their genus. And that goes for parents with kids. The great Ray Charles, he's blind. His mother, unfortunately, unfortunately, had to endure watching her son be blind. Stevie Wonder wouldn't be a wonder without his blindness. 
And so you see that when we see someone who's angry at us and we get anxious, which is what I call the anxiety-angered bypass, that we have to realize that that's a, a, a challenge to every intuitive. That like a sensitive plant that curls up when it's touched, the hypersensitivity of an intuitive makes you adverse to the loud emotion of anger. <laughs> and so you want to do everything you can to put out their anger. So your ang or otherwise your anxiety and their anger goes down your brainstem to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland produces epinephrine that makes all the muscles in your body spasm, 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 depending on your genetic susceptibility. Could be the pacemaker in your heart, heart rhythm will change. Could be the muscles in all the limbs of your body making your hands and legs tremble, your lips tremble. Could make the muscles in your digestive tract, your bowel, your throat, spasm, making it hard to swallow overriding the normal peristalsis in your bowel, causing constipation, diarrhea, making it hard to urinate, and on and on and on. And then when we feel anxious when someone near us is very angry, the excess epinephrine makes it hard to focus, pay attention, and may think may think that we have late onset ADHD or early onset dementia. But there's more. That our anxiety and their anger will go from our right brain down to our brainstem and impact our adrenal gland. We'll take whatever body fat we do have and feed our adrenal gland to make progesterone, which unfortunately would be lovely if it stayed progesterone because that would make us less anxious, but it doesn't. The progesterone gets shunted to estrogen and makes us estrogen dominant. Oh my God, where have we heard estrogen dominant? Somebody say, oh, I'll just give you progesterone to balance your hormones. Oh my God, let me call CNN. Does that work? No, it doesn't. The progesterone, when you're anxious, when they're angry, just makes more estrogen. And you're more likely, and cortisol, cortisol goes to the nearby pancreas. And like the lady eating bonbons, gain weight. That's why no matter what the American Diet Dietitian Society says, I don't care. Me and a lot of women will tell you we could sit there and look at a bag of chocolate chip cookies, look at some French fries, and if... Someone near us is angry and we're anxious. We're going to gain the weight. <laughs> and we're going to get angry about it. And we're going to gain the weight again. And then the estrogen is going to increase your chance toward lumpiness in your breasts and widening of your uterine wall. And they're going to say, you know what? Just push the plate away. Can you put down the fork? <laughs> and you're like... But I'm not eating. That's what I say is the brain-body hormones and the neurotransmitters and inflammatory. What are the inflammatory mediators? I can't stand my body feels inflamed. What are the inflammatory mediators? The cortisol goes up and it, change, it makes a domino effect. It 
changes our immune system. It's like being on steroids. First of all, it makes our natural killer cells not work as well. So we're more likely to get endemic viruses. Epstein-Barr viruses are more likely to come out. If you have nascent hepatitis B or C or BIB, BIB, whatever, it's more likely to come out. So people will say, and then you're more likely to get cancers. That's why some idiot, somewhere, all these people say, you know, cancers are caused by hepatitis. No, cancers are caused by, um, I just said it. Can't, that illness is caused by um, Epstein-Barr virus. Ridiculous. Every cancer, this is um, Nutsen's two-hit hypothesis, because of the cortisol going up, makes natural killer cells go down. And then uh, viruses that live in our body that are sequestered when we're immunocompetent. They sit there and they eat bonbons on the couch. <laughs> they do. We live with them. They're like roommates. And then when they get stressed, the cortisol goes up and the natural killer cells that are our roommates go down and they don't work. And then the viruses come out from underneath the couch. Yeah, they live there. They come out and then our genetic susceptibility to certain cancers, whether it's prostate, um, ov ovarian, fallopian, lymphomas, whatever, breast, the more likely to happen. And that is the stress aspect of cancers. Nutsen's two-hit hypothesis with cancer is the first thing is the virus, and it kicks in to the gene, the oncogene for cancer. Now everybody now says, oh, it's a... Uh, um, It's the, you know, the, the, they say it's a multi, you know, the multiple things on top of a gene. They're, they've been saying for years that there are lots of factors that kick genes on or off. This is not a new phenomenon. And there are lots of things can turn off genes. Is learning the first signs where you have had it. <laughs> The first signs were around those people. You just feel tired. You feel spent. You feel their pain. Then you learn mindfulness or DBT or something, or what I call emotional regulation, which I teach at my seven-day class in the summer. That's a gratuitous plug. That's once a year. Teaches you how to manage your intuition so it doesn't provoke brain-body hormonal cascade, neurotransmitter or inflammatory cascade down to bodies. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I'm teaching you, is this intuitive sickness or mental health or physical health problem? I'm now opening up the calls to your solution. If you want to know more of the solution, you can go to any of my books, Awakening Intuition, this is where I always get stalled. It's like, now what are the names of those books? <laughs> Awakening Intuition, The New Feminine Brain, The Intuitive Advisor. You think I know these things. It shows you that what my priorities are. My priorities are teaching, doing readings, teaching people how to do readings, 
doing radio shows and podcasts, possibly TV. And then remembering the re- the book names to sell them, not so much, where most people are long on promotion, short on content. So now when it comes to selling the book, I can't remember it. What an idiot. So it starts with Awakening Intuition, the intuitive advisor, the new feminine brain, all is well with Louise Hay, Heal Your Mind. See how idiotic I am? I'm sitting there going, am I raising my hand? No, it's that woman over there. I, it's t- still taking me a while to get used to Zoom. I'm sitting there going, how could I be raising my hand when I'm me and I'm not raising my hand? God, I'm slow. <laughs> it's time to eat dinner. Um, if you want a private reading and you haven't had a chance to call in on this podcast, which I advertise a number each week, you can go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6497 or 6475. I can never remember which phone is plugged into which number because some phone repairman came and I think he switched them. Because now when I ask people to call 6475, that phone over there rings. Don't ask me why. I don't understand because I can't figure it out anymore. I can't even figure out if I'm raising my hand because apparently I'm not. It's that woman over there. So who has a question? Who wants a reading? Anybody? Go ahead. And I don't have your name. Uh, Susan, go ahead. I almost put out your last name. That would be a real beaut. Susan, how old are you? How old are you? And please unmute yourself. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm hanging in there. So I'm 45. Okay. And recently went through a pretty big shift around pain. I was the girl that went white. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) Um, And you had mentioned something about betrayal. So I did a little digging. And uh, intuitively, which I, I think my body already knew it was registering. I just couldn't see it. But then I saw it. Then I couldn't unsee it. How could you, how did you find it? I asked and I, I had so much pain in the tension in the jaw in all of it. So I asked him, I said, hey, is there something that I'm not aware of here from, you so know. So you're like, the, wait a minute, back up. So you're like the lady eating bonbons on the couch. Oh, I wasn't eating bonbons. I could barely eat at all. But, I no, got but I'm it. saying you were trying to eat. And so yeah. you turned to the person yes. who's stuck in traffic. Described earlier. So I was like, describing. So you are that person. I am that person. That's what so I was the like, person this. comes home who's been stuck in traffic, delayed at the rotary. And you say, Maurice, go ahead. Keep going. I find yeah. this hilarious. Go ahead. I had all this pain, tremendous amount of pain. It really went on for four to six weeks. My body was just registering pain, pain, pain. It was up here. I had the TMJ issues in Don't my you job. Like it? Don't you love it that I said you're reading before, as the yes, preamble, I, before I doing the reading? Keep going. Go ahead. This is hilarious. Go ahead. So I asked him, I said, hey, I said, I'm having so much pain here. And I used the tool that you gave me uh, in that that time I joined in on the podcast during that time. And I said, is there some type of 
betrayal going on here because my body's going off in pain like a lie detector, like a human lie detector. Of course, he said no. Okay, so that's I, what I'm saying. What are you supposed to think he's going to do? Put on a testimonial dinner and say, good for you. You figured it out. That's a hell yeah. of a joy you got there. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so then um, we went on a couple more days with that. And I'm like, this is not going away. It's not letting up. So I called him. I said, hey, I said, I got this pain behind my right eye. I said, you're not being truthful. I said, it's not going away. I said, I believe it's around your ex-wife and you need to go ahead and just fess up to whatever this is, even if it was a, a, a while ago. I said, I need to know the truth because it's causing a lot of pain in my body. So then he told me and the pain went away. He told you? He did. He said, I, I... I mean, he said, I, I slept with her twice in the beginning of this relationship and the pain went away. I had a tremendous amount of, okay, emotion. first of all, first <laughs> of all, two, two, two times, right? Yep. More than once. Okay. Listen to me. Okay. For the first time, this headset hurts my ears. Don't know why. But for the Interesting. First time. It hits my ears, the right ear, in fact. Uh huh. Oh, the right. Okay. This is what, when you say the word, the number two or the word two, I remember I had a gumball machine upstairs. And for whatever reason, I didn't put gumballs in it. Now you're like, why is she talking about this? There's a reason. It's an imagery. And I decided that instead of gumballs, I would put peanut MMs. Because it was the menopausal time when you want the dark chocolate and they put a lot of peanut in it so that it cuts off on the chocolate because you figure you're getting the protein. You kind of convince yourself. Okay. I'm increasing the candy and I'm increasing the protein. So one day I go in there and I see these two rather large ants. One was in the bottom and one was outside and the one inside the bottom was feeding crumbs of M&Ms to his co-worker outside, if you can call them co-workers. And I thought, wow. And I watched him for a few minutes and I went, that's an interesting concept we got here. And I thought, what's the harm of two? <laughs> Your eyes are like, hmm. I thought, what's the harm of two? So I went to bed. Oh. And I lied and I went to sleep, okay? I went to sleep, as we go say in Rhode Island. I went to sleep. Okay. And I wake up in the morning right from a cold, cold, right away, I, I, snap awake. And I say to myself, I wonder if they have friends. Okay. I wonder, because if you got two, first of all, one. Then if there's one, then there's always two. And if there's two, it's easy to become three and four and five because it's like rolling down a hill. Do you understand? I so do. I go upstairs and I look at the gumball machine and it doesn't have colored, different colored M&Ms like green and orange and yellow. There are a bunch of white little chalk balls in there because if you take the candy coat of color outside is just white chalk. And then inside is the chocolate. And it was covered inside with ants because they did have friends. 
They called all of their friends and the inside of the gumball machine was coated and crawling with ants, eating the coating of off of all of those peanut M&Ms. So they were no longer different colors. So the reason why I say this to you is, first of all, that was a very atypical conversation. You would think, and he would think, because he thinks he's so smart, is that most people would just keep saying, no, I didn't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. But he thinks if I say, yeah, you're right. I did it twice at the beginning of our relationship. Then we're all set. But that's he lied all these years. Right. So that's wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember years and years ago, Carolyn Mace. I was in Carolyn Mace's kitchen. Such a smart, she's a smart friend of mine. She's a very good Malcolm to her. She's great. Tough as nails. Mm -hmm. She was sitting there and some lady calls. She's all upset. She finds out her husband has a double life. And that for 10 years, he's had, had a, a girlfriend in another city with another apartment and everything. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. And so she wants to go into therapy with him. He doesn't want to go. So she's crying, crying, crying. Carolyn said the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. And she kept saying, why won't he go into therapy? Why won't he go into therapy? And she said, first of all, let's set aside sex, second center, medical intuition, pelvis, lower back. <laughs> From sixth center morality, your jaw hurt you. That has to do with... What I have to say, wait a minute, does what I have to say matter? And all you do is convince yourself, and he paid lip service. He said, yeah, I had an affair, and that's it. Squash. Is that really the issue, that what you say matters? Is that all there is here? So Carolyn says, let's just set aside in so many words, she didn't say this, that he stupid someone for 10 years, okay? I was stunned about this, that he violated the sacraments of your marriage. Let's, let's just say this, and this is sixth center. This is above the mouth. <clears throat> and I might add, this is third center, your digestive tract, your self-esteem, your self-image, responsibility. He says, what kind of person could lie and carry a lie between you for a decade in your marriage? Now, right, for you, 
jaw. It was about, I've been asking you this and you say it's not. So now that you admit it, we're all done. No, for me, it's <laughs> not. You could <laughs> lie about it all that time and keep that lie. Now I ask you a question. How good are you lying to me? If you lie to me, how well do you do? Do you do well? No, you don't. You don't like to lie. It matters you because when you lie, you know in Judaism, lying is breaking a connection between someone and somebody else. Yeah. I That's what lying is. Lying is not just a falsehood. Lying is breaking the connection. Mm -hmm. So when you lie to someone in a relationship, you are breaking the connection. Yes. And so when he lied, when he lied, when he had that affair twice, it wasn't just that he was having sex with someone, which in itself is an issue. Yeah. It's that he broke the connection with you and he, he never did. came clean with it. That's what so I this told is him. Not, yes, Yes, but this is about, that's what I told him. This is about you having a voice. You keep thinking, no. Carolyn said, and it's true, what kind of person could carry the lie mm -hmm. and not do anything about it? You and I, if we lie, we burst. I told a lie earlier. I applied for a mortgage. And I lied. <laughs> I always do reverse lying. I lied about my budget. I made it lower than it is. Mm -hmm. And then I immediately told them, that's not my budget. I gave you a lower budget because I knew you wouldn't approve of it. And they went, what? I said, I gave you a lower budget because I knew you wouldn't approve of it. So, so why would I even give you a higher budget? Because I knew you definitely wouldn't approve of that. So that's why I said, don't even bother thinking about this mortgage because you're not going to accept it. Which is why I gave you the lower budget. And they were stunned. My point is I I lied, which I hate to do. And then I immediately admitted the lie because I hate to lie ever. <laughs> right. Do you understand? Lying breaks a connection. And I have yes. to repair like a mended sock. I have to repair the connection right away. Yeah. He didn't. He could keep that connection severed. How long have you been together? Uh, let's see. Going on six years. Thank you. So for six years, yep. this break, this dishonesty has existed. Do you yep. have health problems in your digestive tract? I did at one point. Do you have metabolic concerns? It goes, yeah. I mean, it went, of course it went down, you know, and then, but yes. It goes yep. up and down, up and down, Little way bit. up, Little up bit. and down, and then digestion. A little bit, That's yeah. self-esteem, and that has to do with Seymour over there. Uh-huh. So I'm telling you, this isn't over with. You feel immediately relieved that he came clean. But number <laughs> one, you're not so sure there's more than two. Okay? Right. Number one, number one. Yep. More than two, not another person. Okay. And number three, in medicine, there is a calculation, FYI. Do you know what it is? This is awful. I don't know what it is now. But if you talk to someone about how much they drink, first of all, you don't say, do you drink? You say, how much do you drink? That's number one. And if, you, if their health kind of declares itself as being alcohol-related, 
because you can tell, then if they say I drink four, then that means they drink eight. eight. So there's yeah. some, you know, there's yeah. some calculation. The same thing that happened to do with how much cocaine, there's a calculation doubling and tripling and whatever. <clears throat> Are you following me? Because you have to always add and, you know, it's never uh -huh. subtracting, it's adding. Right. So that number two, I don't believe that too, A. And B, I don't believe it was only with his wife. <sighs> because if you see one cockroach, there's always two because they reproduce. Uh-huh. And the, the number two, I'm yeah. not sure they cut it off at two. Because two is like, how many drinks did I have <clears throat> on the um, millionaire matchmaker? You're only allowed to have two drinks. Do they ever stop at two? Never. They never stop at two. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I still get some pain that will go off in my body. And now I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not saying you shouldn't go with the wind. I'm just simply telling you, you feel relief because you feel that your voice matters when I think he plays games and worse yet. I think, you know, he doesn't take you seriously because I think you think he's smarter than you. I think you think you're a beautiful person, but I think because you're beautiful, you don't think you're as smart as you're beautiful. But that one there thinks he's smarter than you. And I don't believe that. He's street smart. I don't care if Someone. he's gutter smart. Yeah. He's, he's a <laughs> Do you understand? Uh -huh. I could wrap him around my finger and show the, yeah. the holes in his argument of only two in two seconds. And if I was at your house and he would go, Come on over. <laughs> no, because I don't I want to do that to him because it's not necessary. Because what I don't like, what I don't like, is nothing to do with him. I don't like that you don't believe you deserve better. I do. I'm I'm working through it. I want um, you to I want you to get education. Yeah. I want you to take in-person classes so that you get a teacher who goes, oh my God, that's so smart. Mm -hmm. So that you will look at him and go, now tell me that again. Do I have stupid ri written on my forehead? Okay. Say it again, but say it with feeling because what you just said makes no sense. Okay. Do you understand? This is less about how many people he sleep slept with. And it's more about, you know what? Yeah. You got other options. Yeah. I hope I have been of some help. That's eerie that I was describing a relationship at the beginning of this that <laughs> maybe you should buy bonbons. Does uh -huh. anybody we have anybody else here? And what's weird is one of the pictures here, Kathy, looks like the millionaire matchmaker. Oh, Patty Stanger. Yes, I love that. I'm now on a Patty Stanger <laughs> marathon. I've been watching all of her uh She's hilarious. She said, you say that again, I'm going to throw you down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I mean, I know she's tough. I know she's tough. But some of those people, they pick fights with her. And, they, you know, I would leave her alone. Yeah, she says, good. you know, don't wear that skirt. I would mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? I won't go to the mixer. Yeah. I yield to you. You take it easy. Good luck. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> yes. And your name is, hold on one second. Your name is Nathan. How can I help you, Nathan? Hi. 
Hi there. Sorry, get unmuted here. Uh, I've been dealing with a uh, back injury. Okay. Um, for the last five years, re-injured over and over again. Seen a bunch of different doctors. Nobody can really get a proper diagnosis. Um, it's just been a little frustrating. Nathan, how old are you? Forty-nine. So you've had this since you were forty-four. Yeah, approximately. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question because I think that words are very important. Okay. okay. I've had a lot of back issues since I was 12. But I've never called them an injury. Okay. Okay. Um, before you tell me what's wrong, hold on one second. Okay. The first thing I see is a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe, secure, and give us a sense that we belong, are supported, and have a say. I see someone near you in a family who's very angry. They don't let it out in an obvious way. Yeah. But they're mean. They do things that are mean and behind the scenes. It's what I call the basic tail gun maneuver. They'll be nice to your face and then all of a sudden behind your back, well, behind your back, pun not intended, bam, when you thought everything was going fine. It's like no matter what you can do in this family of sorts, you can't get along with this person. They seem to be competing for love, recognition. And it's very frustrating. Mm, yeah. No matter what you can do, there's no getting along with them. And they're very uncooperative. They can't get along with anybody, in fact, but you do whatever you can. You bend over backwards. Yeah. Yep. To get so for me, that's an overuse injury. <laughs> I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. Something was different about your teeth at an early age. I can't figure out if you corrected them, they were moved. Don't say anything or what that was. I look at your neck. Okay. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I hear an extra sound in your heart. It feels like it was always been there. I look at your left lung, right lung. I wonder if since an early age, there was pressure in your chest. It was hard to take a deep breath. I wonder if it was worse with pollen and other things. I wonder if this person thinks you're too sensitive and even says it and acts dominant or what they say in Italian, they're strong on you. They make you feel, ner they do things to make you feel nervous and wig you out. Kind of like the person that would in school drop something behind you. Mm -hmm. Mean. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, 
colon and rectal areas. At times, I wonder whether the muscle lining in your bowel is shaky and you have in one extreme to the other of bowel movement patterns. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I wonder if one hip is higher than the other. I wonder if you lean forward and I wonder whether your piriformis muscle spasms and pressures on L4, clamps down on L4, L5, um, making it feel like it's compressed and makes you have a weaker right side of your foot than your left and makes it feel numb at times. I wonder if your skin is sensitive to certain foods or chemicals. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Uh, for all that you just said, that was a lot, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, the closest thing is they've pinned it down to the right SI joint. So I'm right about the side. Is the hip, side. Yep. And the, the hips are really tight, especially on that side. And I think it's the piriformis muscle. Like if you do the figure four stretch. Okay. So the, the first thing is I want you to look up something called, um, Yamuna, Y-A-M-U-N-A, Yamuna, Body Rolling USA, and try to get somebody, if you're neurosurgeon or neurosurgeon or orthopedic surgeon clears you, they can help you strengthen your psoas muscle and um, work on the entrapment of your psoas muscle on your sciatic plexus. That's the okay. first thing. Yeah. It's very, very effective. The second thing is, um, who is the person? Um, can I show you? Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Well, then, okay, I'm... never mind. Never mind. Then you're going to have to. Um, this is also mirrored. Um, with a sibling who did things to emasculinate you, making you feel yeah. less like a man, or what I call deballing you, which is really mean. I have a cat named Minnie Pearl, and Minnie Pearl, once she became out of the kittenhood, she starts to beat up the male cats. And we can't do this. We can't do this. Yeah. I don't care. It's not healthy. It just doesn't work. It's not good for you because, and I'm not talking about sexism or any of that. It's, I don't know why this is going on, but um, if someone has to feel good about themselves by dominating somebody else, by putting someone down, then in the end, by being strong on you, it will actually make your adrenal gland produce less testosterone and it will really mess you up. Wow. So you can't have this. Not only will you get depressed, but it will affect your testosterone levels. Um, so um, not to mention the fact that you're walking slumped forward and it's messing up your lower back. Mm -mm. So, first of all, 
I want you to get an individual person who knows like DBD or cognitive behavioral therapy who will talk to you about assertiveness and the connection between this person and a sibling or parent. And then <laughs> I want them to give you a capacity to um, figure out what the healthiest maneuver is for you to both handle it at the present, possibly get relief, or what I call a sabbatical, which is a time to study. But I don't think your problem is going to stay at your lower back. Over time, people with your problem, it goes to the prostate, this testicular area. It, it, it won't be pretty because it affects a man's testosterone. You cannot debole someone. It's not kind. Another example is if I were to marry you, okay, and yeah. if I made more money than you and I shoved it in your face all the time, <laughs> that would be deballing you, emasculinating you. And I don't care if you're John D. Roskefeller right now, it doesn't matter who you are, but if you didn't make more money than me, if even it didn't matter, if I was emasculating you and doing that to you all the time, just to, or if it was reverse, yeah, you're a man and you're making more money than me, just like that woman I said over there, if this person is treating her like she's not as bright as him and he... Um, and eroding her self-worth and self-esteem, that is going to affect her self-image, her weight, and her digestion. It's going to affect your self-worth and self-esteem. They've done studies with marsupials. It just doesn't work. Right. Do you understand? All kinds yeah, of I'll animals. If you, you can read the second chapter, second center chapter in Awakening Intuition. It's not about equality. It's about everybody needs their place in the sun. So when 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 um, Minnie Pearl does that to the oldest cat, and he doesn't get on the cat tree, she gets the boot. <laughs> she does. I'm like, you can't do that. And I take her down, and I put Horatio on the cat tree because he has seniority. And the same thing with um, Conway Twitty. He's still younger, but he gets the boot because everybody needs their time in the sun because testosterone, whether it's testicular or adrenal gland, self-esteem, we can't be doing that. It's not kind. It's not humane or feline or whatever you want, whatever species you are. We have to be kinder. But mm -hmm. um, you have to ask yourself, just like this individual over here, what are they feeling when they're treating you like that? And how can they, from an intuitive point of view, do that to you? And does it not make them feel bad? And why is that? Right. Um, that's a question one would want to ask, but you can't ask them that. What they would say is, well, you know, you deserve it. Don't you understand? And the thing is, who makes them the educational center of the universe? If you need to be instructed, you'll go out and get instruction. 
they're not your instructor. They have a role in your life, but they're not responsible for your education. <laughs> and nor, nor your um, testing, because maybe you already know that concept. What's their role to test that you know it or not? They have a conflict of interest. Maybe you already know that concept. Their capacity to say you're don't know what you're talking about. Are they in a position to evaluate you? No. You are equals or supposed to be, not to be put down. Because if you're being put down, that means they're up. Do you get it? Yeah. I can speak a little bit more freely now, but we have been doing couples therapy for the last two years. Can I tell years. you? Yeah. Two years, you're back. Still a problem. Yeah. And the organs next to the lower back, prostate, bladder, not cool. You have not, you may have a back injury and it's being re-injured because you're being injured. Oh, I never thought of that. That's crazy. Do you understand? Yeah. Good luck. You take it easy. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been thank listening you, to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have a great day. Be well. Do right. Live brilliantly. Signing off for January 2024. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.